Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, we have the one, the only Meg Workman McMillan. Newly married, freshly married-ish. It's been a year, two years. Two years. Damn. This past May. That flew. It really did. Really did fly. Um, <laughs> Meg recently opened up a brand new, beautiful hair salon called is it Monroe by Meg McMillan. Yes. And is it in Riverland Terrace? Yes. Ugh, and the pictures are stunning. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit of background about you, and then Meg and I are going to be jumping into our surprise podcast for you guys today, where we're going to save your life. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess you and I met through yoga, right? Yeah. Through the works? Yep. Um, and ever since then, I've just been a hairstylist for the past 10 years in Charleston. Um, you're not just like any hairstylist, like you're kind of (laughs) special and busy and famous and travel around the world and do really cool shit. Yeah. Honestly, I've been pretty lucky with it. I can't lie. Um, I love what I do and I'm so happy to like be in my new beautiful place and have amazing people to work with. It's been pretty life changing. Yeah. It's so nice when you have a space. Yes. That's how I feel about like this space. I'm like, it's my space. I mean, yeah. it's everyone's space, but it's like, I get to do what I, I get to like, my culture gets to be here with the people that I love. Yeah. And it's like new energy and I got to pick out everything in it. And I don't know. It's been fun to like flex like a new skill and yeah. design a space and it stays beautiful all the time. Unlike my house. So right. that's okay. That's, I get that. I get that completely. Do you have like your thought on this salon? Like, do you feel like you would ever want to like open more? (laughs) Um, Lynn that works with me, she's kind of like my wedding manager and she sort of like overall helps us with the salon managing as well. Um, she's like, when are we going to open the next one? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, maybe I will. I'm just trying to enjoy this how it is right now because it's been a lot all at once. It's a lot. So brick and mortars really will take it out of you. Yeah. For sure. It's been crazy. I just got a new accountant last week. Oof. Got a new bookkeeper last week. Yep. Just changing everything up. You got to keep it real legal and legit. Yeah. Or they'll get your ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would not do well in jail, so. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah. All right, guys. So here's the scoop. Meg and I can talk about hair and beauty a lot because Meg really is amazing and you need to go check her out. And I'll tell you where to check her out at the end of the podcast. However, we're on here today to talk about a more sensitive subject. So (laughs) I'm just going to dive in. (laughs) I feel like I need my sunglasses for this. You can wear them. You can wear them if you want. All right. So I don't, I think you look good, Lindsay. I think that I maybe briefly spoke about this on the podcast. However, Before we start talking about what we're going to talk about, I just want to be really above the line and say that we are not naming the person that we're speaking about, um, and we're not doing this to hurt anybody. Honestly, after the experience I have that Meg had, there was like two or three other women that I'm very close with that had the same experience. I feel as though it's important to educate people that sometimes not everything is as it seems. And if you have a gut feeling, you need to listen to yourself, even if there's a professional telling you something else. Is that a good way to start it? 100%. So Meg reached out to me, I don't know, three weeks ago, two weeks ago? Yeah. um, And said to me, she was reaching out to me. She said, did you go to therapy with, let's call this woman... Jane, did you go to, did you go to therapy with Jane? I saw a Venmo transaction maybe a year or so ago where you had paid her. And I couldn't remember if I had told Meg about my experience with Jane. And I was like, 
holy shit, oh my God, she's crazy, what happened? Because I knew, like, Meg and I are friends, like, we see each other, we catch up, we're great, but we're, like, not going to text each other every day, friends. So I knew it had to be important for you to reach out to me. You were looking for an ally in this. I was very confused. Yeah. You were blindsided. Yes. As was I, as were the other women that I'm very close with and as well. So I started seeing Jane, let's see. I don't, when did you, like maybe a year and a half, two years ago, something like that. And I originally went to her because I just was like kind of transitioning some stuff with work. Um, I think it was like right when the pandemic was, we were still wearing masks in there. So it was like still pandemic time. It was just like kind of a very different time. Like there's just a lot going on. And I just, I wanted to talk about some of my old patterns, some of my old ways, like, you know, I wanted things to, like maybe something's going on in my marriage, who knows? Anyway, so... I walk in the office the first day and she was like, do you know how I do, do you know how I therapize? Is that, that's a word, right? Yeah, I think so. We'll look at, we'll Google that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, cause I can't remember who recommended her to me. I can't remember. But anyway, so, and she's like, you know, I'm, this is what I do. I'm, she was very dry, very straightforward. And like, one of my things is, well, first of all, I'm a per per perpetual people pleaser. We all know that. So I don't care if you're my therapist or the person checking me out at McDonald's or my dry cleaner. Like, I want you to be my friend. I want you to like me and for whatever weird fucked up reason. And so, you know, I told her that um, I, I had talked to her some stuff that was going on in my life or at the business or this or that. And she kind of like immediately was like, you're the problem. And I was like, I am the problem. <laughs> you know? Of course. Of course I am. <laughs> but like at first, I, and I remember talking to my classes about this. I was like, you know, this woman, she's just not going to let me off the hook. Like this might be the best thing that's ever happened to me. And then things started to get a little weird. So let's talk about your first stages of meeting Jane. Um, okay. So just for like context, I have had some really great therapists in my life. Um, some people who have changed my life honestly, the reason that I'm like married today, um, or even decided to get engaged. And so because of I, stuff that you'd had growing up. Yeah. just like childhood things. And to be honest, like I just, I don't know. I just, I think, I think I always had my guard up and I was ready to, to work on some things within myself and whatever. So I had, I was very optimistic going into this thinking like, this is, this is like a new stage of my life. I have other things that I really want to talk about and work through, um, and it's going to be good. You how know? did you find her? I can't, I can't remember how I did. So actually I found out about her through like a client of mine. Okay. Um, who, you know, <clears throat> was really great. And I mean, there was definitely some like red flaggy things from the very beginning. I would say, um, there were like a couple of times that I left there going, you know, okay. Or messages that I would receive from her, um, we can get into that. Don't let me forget. Don't worry. To tell you about the time that she was texting me and then charged me for it after. Okay. Um, which, okay, whatever. I charge for my time too. But um, <laughs> I think, I don't, really, I don't really know how I met her. I met her by myself. And then my husband and I agreed to do couples therapy together, which I think everyone should do. Um, it was something that we'd never done. And so I was really, you know, trusting her with that. Not only for myself, but you know, with my relationship as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. So I, um, so the first few times, so this is kind of interesting that you say that thing. So 
the first, I want to say it was like my mm-hmm. first or second visit, I had to Venmo for my time. And I sent the Venmo through. And she said the Venmo, I didn't receive your Venmo. But Venmo, like, you know when you money goes out. And That's the best part about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because it works. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's weird. On my, I was like, well, on my end, um, it's out. And she's like, so you think I'm lying to you? I mean, can you totally hear her saying this? Yeah, with like a straight face. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I, she's like, and she would like, she pulled up her phone. Like we're sitting there and she's like, I'm telling you your Venmo did not come through for the session that we already had. And I was, I mean, this is like before I start another session. I was like, let me just look back through and I can like see it on my Venmo that it went through. Like I can see where the money's deducted. It didn't go to anyone else. I'm like, is this you? She's like, that's me. She's like, it's a problem on your end. And I was like, okay, here's another $250. Let's have a (laughs) session because I'm a fucking ding dong. Well, yeah. And it would always change. Like, I'm like, wait, it's this much this time. I mean, whatever that happens, but I mean, standard, I feel like therapy is like, right. It's not like fluid. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like a hair service where it's like, maybe you got this, maybe you didn't. Right. Or I don't even do that anymore because it's confusing. But, um, yeah, that never happened to me, but that's crazy. Yeah. And, and like I said, I just repaid it and (laughs) went and just started to, and just did it. And then we were having sessions and I don't know, some of it was just, it just, I always felt like I was being judged. I always felt like I was being judged. I always felt like I was like, she'd be like, why are you not saying anything? I was like, I'm scared. I was literally scared to say the wrong thing. And, um, you know, she would be like, you need to really take a look at yourself. Like you're creating a lot of these problems. And I'm like, I didn't even know I had problems. Like I didn't even know, you know? And so I'm like, maybe this woman's a genius. Maybe (laughs) she's (laughs) really going to save me. No one's ever talked to me like that, you know? And so then some of the weird things that started happening were like, I had a situation with a friend of mine who actually was going to see her at the same time and she wanted to bring us in together. And then she was like talking to me about the friend, like she kind of created this whole thing and wanted for me and this friend to go meet, meet with her together, a friend, not my husband. And then for her like to do work. And I was like, this is so weird. Like this isn't even like a, a real thing. And then after that, um, there was a few times that, she got some of our times wrong and she was like, where are you? And I'm like, um, oh, I was like, I don't have an appointment today. And she was like, well, there you go. Always having to be right again. Like literally these were the texts from her. Oh yeah. I have, I have like verbatim. And I'm like, so so I screenshot what she (laughs) said. I was like, I screenshot, I was like, Jane, these are the times. And she was like, it really is going to be hard to work with you if you cannot commit to our times and if you cannot commit to, if you cannot always be right. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, is this part of some crazy <laughs> shit? Like, is this, are you working me over right now? Like, You're like, where's the Kool-Aid? Yeah, I feel like I I'm supposed like, to drink it. I'm so confused. So you interject a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I would have to start from like, what recently happened and work backwards Let's start because there. I mean, I can just pull up the messages right now, but first of all, I, I thought it was I like any, I very strange that she would text me anyways. And I will say that there were definitely times in my life where I've really, really like needed someone to just like talk to me in that moment. Like I expired all of my other resources, like 
my husband's done talking to me about this. My other friend is probably done talking to me about this. Like, I just need someone to give me professional advice. And, um, you know, it would be one of those things where it would be like, hey, do you have like X amount of time that I could meet with you? And she would be like, I can talk to you on the phone right now for X amount of minutes, whatever. And then we would talk and then she would tell me how much it was. And then she would continue to text me and then ask me to send her more money later. And that was pretty weird. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, that's really weird. Well, you need to be, like you kind of said, like, this is what it's going to cost. This is, you know what I mean? Like, Well, and it's also like, for me, I feel like a huge privilege that I can even pay that much money to see a therapist in the first place. Like, some people can't even go to a therapist because they just literally can't afford it. Yeah. Or they have to use health insurance or whatever. So I was just like, okay. Like, again, it was the same thing. Like, I was just like, well, maybe this is part of like. This is part. This is part of. This person must be like their real deal. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. We are fucked up, but that's okay. (laughs) We both have family issues. It's okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of stuff there. Um, But I would just say like one of the last things that she said to me um, that really was like very, very hard for me, especially as someone who just opened a business who has had kind of like a consecutive amount of years of like kind of crazy shit happening. Um, you know, I had an appointment with her and my husband and that day I was going out of town. So I had to fit a client in or something like that. And, um, you know, I really care about my clients and their time. So if I need to cancel on someone, I have to make it work. Um, also like I have a lot of things I need to pay for. Um, and I fit a client in that day and I knew that I had more than enough time, but it was like the circumstances, something was happening. It wasn't, her hair was not lifting high enough in the time that I needed. Um, and I was like running late. So I had like 10 minutes until I had to be there and it took me about 15 minutes to get there. So I texted my husband and I was like, Hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late. Like I'm leaving right now. And, uh, he sent me back a message and he was like, she said, don't worry about coming. We're just going to do a session by ourselves today. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, maybe that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Like maybe you guys needed that. You know, I'm just going to go on that. And I got a message from her <laughs> like right after this, between the two of us, um, I have to read it to you because it's just, just share it all. Just crazy. It's like, It is impossible to proceed with couples therapy unless and until you are both willing and able to put it at the top of your list of priorities and not let anything get in the way. And I am not willing to show up and do my half until you are. And I was like, you know, hey, I'm really sorry I had to work on my client. Um, I have no other excuse than that. Let me know how you want to proceed. And she's like, I do not want to meet with you on a day when you have other commitments before our session. Like what? That is like unrealistic. Like in my what? Life. Like, Jane, relax. <laughs> sure. I'll just take off every yeah. single Monday. I won't do anything yeah. else except for meet with you. Yep. And also, I mean, the way I look at it is like, I get, I understand time, but this is a person that I have been seeing for like the better half of a year and a half. And I'd maybe been late to a session like once or twice. Right. I wasn't, you know, and, and I've really worked on like boundaries with my own clients and timing and things like that. Um, boundaries with my clients really aren't something that I have an an issue with. I just feel like when you're trying to make money and you're trying to like pay for a space that you just opened, sometimes you don't get to say no. Sometimes the boundaries that you created, like you just have to cross them yourself and say, 
I'm just going to work this week, even though I said I wasn't going to, because I have things I need to pay for. I mean, yeah, years of my life right there. Yeah. <laughs> and it just is what it is. And, um, and so Keep she said them. that They're she's good. like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I usually don't, I usually don't work, but I had to make work make work work yesterday. I'm sorry. It's the nature of my business. I was also only five minutes away from meeting you guys. So I'm not sure why I didn't come. And she said, um, Evan said that you had left your shop four minutes ago when our session began. And this is much of a boundary issue as anything. And you have talked about your problem with setting boundaries so you can have a balanced life. And I said, okay, I feel like this is becoming something that it isn't. I don't have an issue making boundaries with clients. I had to make this work yesterday because I'm leaving town for work. It ran over. Hair isn't like therapy. There isn't a hard stopping point. I've been seeing you for over a year and I haven't been late more than a few times asking for some grace on this one. And then I'm done talking about it. Yeah. Cause I was just like, yeah. When you just like shut up, yeah. like, <laughs> like you're supposed to be my therapist. You're supposed to be like holding grace for me in my opinion. Um, and she said, your, your boundaries are okay with you and, if you, and if you are happy with it, okay. I watch you violate boundaries in our sessions, and you seem to feel like it's okay. So for now, maybe there isn't any way that we can come to an agreement about therapy goals. I'm not going to text you anymore. Okay. okay. She said, I'm not going to text you anymore. Now, Meg, read. Keep going. <laughs> Jane. <clears throat> I, said, I said some other things, but basically I then alluded to... I'm the one who was begging for group therapy. You are making me out to be this person that's like trying to get out of it, you know? Yeah. Like this is so weird. Um, and then she told me not to text her. Okay. I texted her on the side and I said, you know, this is making me like upset. Like, I'm very sorry. I feel like I haven't been, I've been trying to like listen to your advice and really honestly stay quiet in our sessions Again, because I felt like I was not allowed to say anything mm -hmm. or else I was going to get like my head cut off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And she's like, you are violating boundaries with me right now. No more texting. And then not even literally like an hour later, mm -hmm. she sends a message to the both of us and it says, for the time being, I will only schedule with both of you separately. And so I didn't respond because mm -hmm. again, why are you texting me when you just told me not to, to text you? Um, and then let's see, I think it was like six days later, she sends a message to the both of us and she's like, I haven't heard from either of you about your, t about today's appointment. So I'm assuming that neither of you will be coming. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, first of all, if this was our session that we had set up every other week, I just saw you last week. So I wouldn't be seeing mm -hmm. you this week. This is the same shit she did with me. Second of all. Why would I be setting up a session with you when you told me not to talk to you? Right. Like, right. What, which one is it? Right. Which right. one Pick is a side. it? Which one do you want? Um, and like, guys, remember, this isn't Meg's friend. This is her therapist. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you, I went to my, one of my dear friends who's a psychiatrist in town. And I, when I was going through this and I told her everything and she was like, Sarah, abort mission right now. She's like, that is so unethical. That is so, like, against the oath, the code. She's like, that is not okay. Yeah. I mean, and it honestly just got worse. Like, it, and it's crazy because I, like, look back on our time, and it's even, like, what you said. You're like, don't, you know, ignore all the things that we, 
you know, you did learn yeah. from, because there's good and bad things with everything that you do in life, but it just got so weird at the end to the point where then I was like questioning myself, like, is this some like sick twisted, like game that she pulls to like, try to like get couples to get on each other's side, like, or get on the same side against her. Yeah. You know, I was like, this is kind of like, but it's not, uh, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's just, this, this is just com- like complete craziness. So then she said to me, like the same thing that she said to you, um, we've had this scheduled every other week, so I didn't know if you still wanted it, but therein lies the major problem that we have had in working together, right? Please let me know if you want a referral for a new therapist. And I said to her, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we don't have a session booked. Then... In the same mess. I was trying to just be nice and let it go. Because yeah, that's not out. really like who I am. I'm normally pretty like, I'm going to get my last word in. Um, and she starts messaging my husband directly in the group message. And she's like, Evan, what do you want to do? I'm not willing to work with you together because I believe that Meg is unable to keep the boundaries I have set. And she is okay with that. But I am not. I will still work with you individually though. I mean... Like what, what? And I'm at work, like trying to do hair, just like, like you're getting red, just talking about it right like, now, <laughs> like blood, just like flames coming out of my head. Um, and you know, he responds respectfully. That's just who he is. Um, even though I wanted him to be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Like, what are you doing? I just said, Jane, if you want to continue to put me down at the very least, please send it in another thread. This is very unprofessional and I'm in shock. And she said, the issue of boundaries in a couple's relationship is three-way, and we all are a part of it. We are not in a throuple. Oh, my God. I'm dead. We are not in a throuple. Like, what are you talking about? It is ethical in couples therapy to include both partners in all communication related to therapy content and boundaries. And I said, please leave me alone. I'm done. Because I was just like, I had to block her yeah. because I so, couldn't, I couldn't receive any other messages, but it's basically like what you, exactly what you were saying happened to you. She's trying to, to be like, oh, well, everything that we've talked about in couples therapy needs, everybody in the group needs to know. And I'm like, that's not true Yeah, because you've texted me on the side things yeah. about him. And I know you've texted him on the side things about me and we're supposed to all be coming together to learn how to be a married couple and be like kind human beings to each other. And this just makes me, I feel like I'm like reverting in time. Yeah. Well, she like, so like I told you, my friend who is a psychiatrist, psychiatrist in town, I had her and also Kira and I can say Kira's name, but I won't say my psychiatrist friend's name because she's, I don't want to, I don't know if she wants me talking about it, but I had them on a text just cause like Kira also works with like, you know, in the hospital with mental health and stuff. And I was like, I don't think this person, and also Kira loves a fucking moment of a story. So then this Same. woman started rapid fire texting me when I was like, we're done with this. And she was like, I need to see you. And I was like, I don't want to see you. And she was like, I need to see you. I need closure on this. I'll meet you at the park. Like weird, crazy shit. I was like, I'm not meeting you at the park. She's like, I don't feel complete with this. And that's when I, my friend who's a psychiatrist was like, it's not your job to make her feel complete with you. So here's, did I tell you what happened? I don't know if I told you this part. So maybe like a month or so of this, like she would call me and call me and call me and leave me message after message, like tons of messages. Finally, Kira was like, you have to block her. So I blocked her. My schedule's public. 
so people can see where I am. Like mm-hmm. she knows where I work. Right. She knows, she knows everything, you know, it's not that hard to find me. So one Saturday I got done teaching in Mount Pleasant and I had to <laughs> leave the studio and go to CVS and I'm in CVS, like just buying whatever shit I need. I, and all of a sudden I hear Sarah and she's standing behind me with a knife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> with nothing in her hands though. Oh my God. And like, clearly if you want to know where I am on a Saturday morning, if my name's on a schedule, you can see where I am and you can follow me out of the studio. I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened. It could be totally coincidental, but weird. Like talk to my friend who's a psychiatrist and she's like, a mm, little too coincidental. And she like wrapped her arms around me and she was like, it's so good to see you. I just needed to put my eyes on you and just make sure that you were okay. And I was like, Jane, I'm like looking around to make sure there's people watching <laughs> us. I'm like, Jane. I'm okay. Are you okay? (laughs) She's like, I just feel so much better now that we got to talk. I'm like, well, that wasn't us talking. And I I was like, great. I I hope all is well. And now a word from our sponsor. For over 15 years, Meg Humphrey has been helping children, adolescents, and their families from across the nation find answers so their child can feel their best and perform their best, not just in school, but in life. She provides comprehensive neuropsych-based evaluations. If you're like, what does that mean? She digs in deeper to look at a wide range of brain functions and skills, such as areas of academic functioning, cognitive ability, along with social, emotional, and behavioral functioning. Her evaluations can reveal diagnoses such as ADHD, anxiety, depression, and learning disabilities such as dyslexia, dysgraphia, and dyscalculia. Her approach focuses on revealing what is going on with her client as a whole so she can make an individualized plan that targets specific needs, not just providing a diagnosis. Many behavioral and emotional concerns are misunderstood and often have unknown underlying causes. Meg works to determine the root cause, not just skimming the surface to address symptoms. This not only helps the child, but the family and the teachers fully understand and support the child. Not many children wake up and say, I want to be mad and sad and cause a lot of trouble today. Most children want to please others. There's typically a reason why a child is acting out. Meg loves helping children and parents because she gets to help them find these answers, which provides understanding and a lot of relief for the whole family. After the testing, Meg will make individualized recommendations for home and school. Intervention recommendations may include tutoring, school-based accommodations, extended time on entrance exams, speech and language therapy, ADHD coaching, parenting support, counseling, and or referrals to other professionals in the community. Summer is a great time to begin this journey, so you can start the next school year knowing exactly what your child needs, so you don't have to keep guessing. To learn more, visit www.meg.com. M-E-G-Humphrey H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y dot com and follow her on Instagram at Meg W Humphrey LLC. So this is the reason why Meg and I are doing this. This is not to create like some gossip situation. That's why I'm not gonna call this person out because I don't think that that's personally for me what I want to do. But if you guys are ever in a situation where you're with somebody like especially a professional and they're supposed to be like helping you and healing you and especially working with you and your partner and it doesn't feel right, leave. Like you don't have to stay in that because you have, like, cause I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I got a freaking year under my belt. Now I gotta go tell someone else my damn story. Mm-hmm. Literally a friend, a friend of mine from here at the studio recommended her therapist to me, the most lovely woman in the world. Like reminds me of just like, a Diane Keaton. Like she's just fabulous. Like if, you know, she's like, listen, and this is, it was so weird. Like, this is the first thing she said to me. She was like, sometimes people run behind. I get it. It's okay. Like I always buffer a little bit of time. If you ever need to cancel appointment, just give me like a totally normal person. 
that was like, that built me up and made me feel good and made me feel seen and understood. And also, also held me, you know, to the fire about accountability, things that I'm not that great at. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't necessarily look at what Jane did as like a tough love technique. I think there was something like inherently wrong with that. Like that wasn't safe. That was toxic. Yeah. It's really toxic. And I think that, um, it's just such a 180 from my previous experiences with therapy. Same. And it actually is like part of the reason why people don't go mm-hmm. is because it takes so long to find someone who you can relate to that understands you and that can also like get you to actually talk about the stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I know we've all sat here and lied to our therapist before. Oh yeah, duh. So, um, because we want everyone to like us. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's like, the biggest thing, and um, it's so funny because one of my friends that knew I was doing this with you, she's like, oh, my God, I just listened to this podcast the other day about um, people saying, like, therapists are normal people, too. Like, it's okay to fire them. Yeah. Just like you'd, like, get rid of a gynecologist if they weren't on the same, right? you know, page as you with the things that you were into. Um, so, yeah. I don't have a new therapist yet. It took me a while. Um but I won't be going back to see her and I won't be referring any more people to see her. Yes, me either. Um, did you, did your husband block her too? Yes. Good. And I actually had a shirt that I was going to wear today that said, I'm my therapist's favorite, but it didn't come in the mail in time. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to surprise you guys. <laughs> um, but maybe I'll just keep it when it gets, when it gets here. Yeah. You should wear it. <laughs> should walk back and forth past the office. Um, okay. So let's like, just because we're kind of on the topic and both of you and I have had experience with this and this is kind of where the conversation is going. Like for anyone that's listening, that's like thinking about maybe going to therapy and now you're like, um, hell no. Like now I'm definitely not like some healthy practices I've had with therapists are like people that respect your boundaries, that they're not your friend. I mean, they're friendly, they're kind, but they're there to do the work with you. They're listening to you. They're not like rapid fire texting you. Um, let's see. You feel safe when you go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have you had that's been so good? Um, like a definite meeting time mm-hmm. that well, I honestly, you both stick with. I thought maybe Jane was losing <laughs> her mind a little bit. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's something going on there. Um, I'm not 100% sure. But also, I think a therapist, something good in a therapist is someone who you can ask them a question about themselves and without divulging too much information about their own personal life, they can kind of like give you advice, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate, especially Mm -hmm. even just in a conversation with a friend. It's like, well, how did, how was that experience for you? You know, like how, like, is it normal that I'm feeling this way? Right. Um, yeah, and just, like, someone that you feel, like, safe to, like, tell the things that you don't want to tell anybody to. Yeah. that's, like, the most important. Like, it's some things you just, you know, I guess you always keep to yourself forever. And then there's things that, like, if you don't tell someone, they're going to, like... Just blow up your brain? Yeah, blow up your brain. Yeah. <laughs> so it's better to just get it out, in my opinion. Do you ever feel and... like you're a therapist in your industry? Um. Yeah, I do. I do too. Yeah. I, um, and I'm never going to be like Jane and I'm never going to be like Jane. I, (laughs) you know, I think the, the best part about what I do and I kind of like set it up in my salon that way, um, is I have like two chairs beside of each other and it is crazy because everyone who sits in my chair, I would say like 99.9% of the time, there's always like 
a wild one in there, but um, everyone kind of like gets along and like they, they kind of talk to each other, which is helpful for me because yeah. I have to take on so many different things on a daily basis. And I don't, I also don't like always have the right advice. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's like, I am constantly listening to what, um, people have going on, but it's just, I think, and hopefully Jane can find this in her heart (laughs) is that (laughs) it makes me feel good to make people feel good about themselves. Yeah, totally. Um, even if it's like the harsh reality and the harsh truth. So I would say like, don't be scared if your therapist is like, real with you and says the harsh truth but if you feel um you know like you're in a relationship with a narcissist yes that's exactly what it was like and you're getting gaslit by your therapist like constantly then maybe run run and don't re-venmo you knucklehead yeah you should actually send a venmo request for that i should i really should maybe i'll do that this is giving me courage (laughs) All right, you guys. So we just, that was just a little PSA from Meg and I. I know a lot of you know Meg, like I said at the beginning. She's amazing. She's wonderful. You're probably not taking any new clients right now, are you? No, but I have awesome people who work with me that are. And can they just call up there and book them? Yes. So you can call our phone. Um, We're not like a traditional salon where we have like someone sitting at a desk all day answering the phone. So Does anyone do that anymore? Um, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's necessary because we have like an online booking system. Yeah. You can go to my Instagram page or my salon's What's Instagram your, tell, page. Tell both of those Instagram pages. Um, mine is Meg McMillian Beauty and my salon is Monroe by Meg McMillian. And you can like see both of them from, from each other's page. But we have an online booking link um, with Figaro and it's super easy to use. And if you don't see an appointment, um, then you can just add yourself to the wait list. And that to me is the best way to get an appointment. Awesome. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming in and covering your trauma together. Meg and I have spent (laughs) many uh, nights in Mexico together, playing with hair, drinking tequila, sweating. So so this is just an extension. Yes. Love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. you.